Two thumbs down. Javi Baez caused quite the stir with his comments after Sunday's win over the Nationals and series win. There haven't been many of those lately. Will we be cheering what he said or booing what he said? We'll debate whether Baez was wrong or wrong, where the Mets go from here, and we will answer your voicemail reactions to what he said. The Post Mike Puma joins us to give us an inside look at that wild post-game Zoom comment and Sandy Alderson's reaction to what Baez had to say. Two thumbs up here on a brand new Amazing But True from the New York Post. Queens, New York. Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing but true. Orange and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York folks. It's out of here. We got you. Welcome back to Amazing But True. Our Mets podcast from the New York Post. Uh, Boo. Boo. Terrible intro, Jake. I pay hard money to listen to this podcast that's free of charge. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, this is Wendy. Uh, Jake Brown here with Nelson Figueroa. Follow us on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio at Figgy NY and at Amazing But True. Subscribe, rate, review us wherever you get podcasts. Lots to do in this show. So let's get right to it. We'll get to your voicemails later in the show. 845-391-3660. Amazing But True Pod at gmail.com. We'll play those. Figgy, we came into this show as we record. It's not really an emergency show because it's the day we record. It, it gave us some uh, content today, Figgy. We came in thinking we're going to talk about a Mets series win, uh, first in a while. The start of these easy games they have, so-called easy schedule. We thought everything was good and grand. They go into this four-game set with the Marlins. They're still seven and a half out. They're seven out of the wild card. Maybe they could turn this thing around. And then after the game, Javi Baez, who had a mammoth home run, been here for a couple of weeks. What is he had? Eight home games thus far. Something to that realm. He hit his first Black Jersey Friday home run the other night and has mostly been a strikeout machine. 22 strikeouts, 62 at-bats. And Javi Baez had some things to say to the media and to the Mets fan base about booing players. Brian, let's hear courtesy of SNY, what Javi Baez said after the game. This is it boo that we get. We're not, we're not much change. We're going to struggle, you know. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna struggle seven times out of, out of ten. It just, it just feels bad when, when, when we strike out. When I strike out and I get boo, you know, it doesn't really get to me, but, like, I want, I want to let them know that when we success, we're going to do the same thing to, to, know how, to, to let them know how, how it feels, you know, because if we win together, then we're we going to lose together, you know, and, and, and the fans are really a big part of it. So in my case, they, they got to be better, you know. I, I play for the fans and I love the fans, but if they're going to do that, they, they're just putting more pressures on the team, and, and that's, not, that's not what we want. Is that a thumbs down to fans then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to let them know that, that when, we, when we don't get success, we're going to get booed, so we, they're going to get booed when, when, we, when we success. And uh, 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 is that something you came up with? Because I've noticed it sort of caught on with a lot of players, but it, I, you were the first person I noticed doing that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was my opinion, you know, and then it's just how I feel, you know. Like like I said, I, I love the fans, and I, I, love, I, I like playing for the fans, but we can't have our fans against us. He 
you heard immediately the reporters knew uh, he laughed. He said, did he really just say that? This is going to get spicy. Mm -hmm. Let me start here because he's talking to the fans and I'm the fan. I think people are very curious to hear your angle as the former player, as the guy in Baez's position. Here's me as a fan, Figgy. First off, I don't boo my own players. I don't like people that do do that. I agree with him that you shouldn't be doing that. Just not a great fan thing to do. You know, these guys, yes, they get paid millions of dollars. You can give me that argument, but I think it's dumb when you're in a pennant race. You want to root your team on to win. You don't root for guys to do bad. You don't do this Frank Fleming, the world is dead, the Mets are dead, negative, thumbs down, always effect. But with that being said, these fans are paying their money. And listen, I know tickets aren't a lot this year. They're cheap. We get it $5, $10 again in the game. But parking, family, beers, food. A family of four is dropping close to $200 to come to a game if they want to feed them and, and drink and, and have a good time. It's an expensive trip to a ball game After a COVID pandemic that wiped people out of jobs, a lot of people have passed away, lost family members. It's something that plays a factor. You're seeing a lot of uneasy fans, fans on edge, and obviously what's happened in our world and society, politically, Everything across the board has played a part in this. But for Javi Baez, Figgy, who's been here a few weeks, to tell fans what they can or can't do and be as soft as a Mr. Softy ice cream cone when it comes to booing. After being here in the home stadium playing for eight games, he hasn't even been here for a month. Is absolutely ludicrous. This is something that stays in-house. If the Mets for months, for weeks, I should say, I think they started it, Figgy against the Phillies in that Philly series started doing the thumbs down and Lindor started doing it too, which he deserves a little something for this. They've been doing a while. Why? Say, you know, things have been down. We're doing the thumbs down. We're having fun with it and keep this thing to yourself. Now what you've done is open this whole bag of worms here to the point where Sandy Alderson, and we'll get to this in, in a little bit, released a statement. It's a terrible look. You've striked out 22 times in 62 at-bats. You've hit a couple of homers, yes, but you've been here for a couple of weeks. You are in no position to tell a fan base what they can and can't do that have suffered for an entirety of 60 years with two World Series. They haven't seen a World Series since 1986. They've dealt with back-to-back -back collapses. One of those teams that you were on in 2008, you were there on the field to see these collapses. Mets fans have been through a lot. A new ownership change. You know, everything with the GMs, the different changes in managers, the Carlos Beltran situation. We have been through a lot of bull crap as Mets fans. We've been through a lot of garbage. So for a guy who got here, they said a cup of coffee in a Mets uniform to tell the fan base, don't boo us, cheer us on for a team that was 7-19. and 19. Going into Sunday's game, a team that had a six-game lead, a team that was in first place for 90 days. They were filming 90 Day Fiance at City Field, and it involved the Mets in first place. Well, that broke up pretty quick. For him to tell a team that has slid to seven and a half games back of the division in one month, who has slid in the standings to third place or trying to fight off these stupid nationals to stay above them, for him to tell us what we can or can't do is absolutely ludicrous. It's a distraction that you don't need with one month left to play and a team fighting for any sort of playoff life, any sort of playoff life coming off a win. It's not like they booed and the Mets just got swept this weekend. There's some good mojo going around, and that just got flushed down the toilet. 
And that's not the situation you want right now, Figgy. So as a fan, I thought it was dumb. I think the fans who do boo, you're stupid. Stop booing your own team. That's one side of this. But also, Javi Baez, you're not in position to this. And Francisco Lindor, if you're going to be keep doing this whole thing of stop booing me, you got a decade here. So you might want to start hitting and doing something on the field besides clapping and playing good defense. If you want the fans on your side for the next freaking decade, Figgy, take it away. Wow. So you said that both sides are right or both sides were wrong because you don't want the fans to boo the home team. And you said you don't want the players complaining about being booed. Don't boo, but you can. You have the ability to do it. But, but don't. I, I don't recommend it. I'm not someone who does. But if your team is lousy, boo them. I'm not going to boo every time Baez comes to the plate and Lindor comes to the plate. But if you want to boo because the team just you know lost to the Washington Nationals and scored one run on Friday night, you're permitted to do such. Now, when the next game starts and you come up to bat and you're getting booed before you even do anything in that game. Is that okay to boo still? Well, I said that's lousy fans. I agree. I think there's a lot of lousy fans out there and seem who want to be right. Like, like a Frank, they want to be right versus, you know, the Mets doing well. So I agree with that, but this is just not the guy to tell you that both sides in this fiasco right now want the same thing, right? They want the team to play better and they want the team to win. So they're both coming from it from the same bottom line of wanting to win. I think what Baez is trying to say is when he said that they're not machines, they're humans. It's a very difficult thing to do to deal with failure already. Seven out of ten times. I wish Baez was having success at three out of ten times only. That would be three hundred batting average. These guys are well well below that. We're looking at almost making out eight out of ten times. And the two times that they come through and they were able to do something like Baez did when he launched that moonshot today. It was a huge moment right there because, oh, my God, that, that was everything you would hope to see Baez in a Mets uniform for a while for. And then he takes it and he erases all of that with his postgame interview. I understand the sentiment. I have been booed. I have sat there and listened to people boo and curse out players right there in front of me who are warming up and getting ready to go into a game for their hometown team. And I've never been able to understand it. Do I respect it? Yes. First Amendment. Everybody can say whatever the heck they want. But – when you leave that ballpark, you feel really good about saying, I booed the hell out of that guy today. The guy made eye contact with me and I told him how he stunk and how terrible he is. It's more of a, as a player, you're not allowed to voice back. You can't even say anything back. You make a smart quip these days and they'll quick to put it on video and report you for anything you say. We used to joke around with the fans. Let alone, yeah, I am terrible, but you're paying to watch me because I'm so terrible. Things of that nature. You try to make a jest out of it and then everybody kind of laughs it off. But I think it's at the point now where fans are booing just to boo and Lindor, we'll get to that one. You're right. Baez isn't the guy to really try to be the spokesperson for this. The Cubs fans are brutal to visiting fans. And that's one of the things. It's called a home field advantage. Teams do not like to play in Chicago. The dimensions are fantastic. The wind blowing out is exceptional. You want to be an offensive team going into play there. But while you're there, oh, by the way, you're going to be berated every minute of every game. But that's a home field advantage. When you're doing it to your own players, man, that's hard. That's hard because I can understand it as a, from a fan perspective. Yeah, the guy didn't get the job done. There's a gasp. There's disappointment because he's disappointed as well. It's not like he's walking around puffing out his chest when he strikes out. Like, look at what I did. He walks back all of a sudden with his head down and, and knows that he didn't get the job done. So it's, it's a very fine line. And I think what the bottom line is, is that it was just a spark that spread like wildfire. And you could hear uh, whoever asked the question, the, the giggle in his voice, like, oh my God, I got him. 
he said it. I got him. And and now I'm going to you know keep fanning the flames. Let's see what happens. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Now it rolls up to, they asked Luis Rojas about it, and he didn't know what to really say. It goes past Luis Rojas, and now all of a sudden you've got a statement put out by Sandy Alderson. You're talking about trying to build a winning culture for a team who has been the laughing stock in New York because on the other side, in the last 20 years, they've only won one championship. I get that. But still, you keep hearing about the 27 rings and everything else that they do. When press conferences happen at Yankee Stadium, the answers are different. The venom is different. The questions are very different. It's just a different environment. At City Field, it can be a free-for-all because reporters looking for a headline will feel free to ask anything and everything to get that soundbite. Uh, you know, and then that soundbite leads to clicks. And we saw, we were just talking about the, the Daily News' uh, back page headline. Nowhere in that statement that you played did Javi Baez say, go to hell fans. Nowhere. But that's the headline. And that's what's going to sell papers. And that's what people are going to click on to read. He said, what? And nowhere in that article will you find that Javi Baez said, go to hell fans. What he said was, they need to be better. And I think he, what he means is maybe have a little bit more understanding because it's not easy. Failure is not easy to deal with. And then when you have your own fans who should be feeling the failure as well, who's the disappointment. The disappointment is what we're all feeling. The disappointment, the slide. But to go out and just say as if they were tanking, that's a different thing. These guys are, again, I say it, they are trying to win ball games. They're not executing well enough to win enough ball games in a row, especially against the better teams. And yet they still have a chance. But right now, this relationship, because the media and everything else has made it get to this. We talked about how the Yankees did this not too long ago. Todd Frazier, the Todd father, thumbs down right to a, a fan who at the time he didn't know was a Mets fan. He found out later on it was a Mets fan, but that happened at Yankee Stadium in front of Yankee fans. Nobody made a big deal about it. In fact, there you can go online right now and see videos of it. Aaron Judge is one it was of those actually, guys. It was actually at it was actually at City Field. It was the Yankees game that got moved to City Field because of the weather and uh, the uh, big guy was there. So you go around and you watch that those videos now, and the whole team was doing it every time guys got on base. Didi Gregorius is on the video doing it. You got Judge. So it's something that a team does. You got to find ways to band together. Hey, it's everybody versus us. But should you feel that way in your own home ballpark? Should you? 48,000 people are there to see you and see the team play. And when you don't come through, they boo you. I mean, relentlessly. Lindor's already asked some grace. Lindor has asked three or four times, can the booing stop a little bit? And that made people do it more. They gave him a standing ovation when he finally came back. And his swings have been lackluster. He hit that double today in the last inning. And then again, there he was, thumbs down. He has more to lose because you're never going to beat the fans. You're never going to beat the fans. You cannot beat a fan base. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, it's a losing battle. And players are, are, are been longing to say things like this. But it's just been shut your mouth. You're getting paid a lot of money. We can say whatever we want. I don't buy that, though. There's not a recourse because we're going to tell, the, as, even as an owner, hey, you can't boo my players. You can't come to the park anymore. No, they have the right to do it. But I just think that people don't even know why they're doing it. They just hear other people doing it and they just join in and they start booing. And now you got 40,000 people booing and they don't even know the, what, what goes into it. This is New York City. You need a thick skin here, one. Two, we don't see this happening before. This is like new with Lindor and Bot. Like when recently in recent years do you have Mets complaining about getting boos and multiple players doing it? I know this is a different generation. And listen, I'm part of it. You know, I'm 
I'm a softie. Listen, I, I watch Mamma Mia and, and High School Musical and love it. I'm a Mr. Softy. I get my Mr. Softy ice cream, although lactose intolerant, you know, it's tougher to down ice cream these days when you get older. But I'm a softie, too, at times. But this is next level. It's Mr. Softy. I mean, what? You want rainbow sprinkles, too, Javi Baez? Francisco, you want you want rainbow sprinkles with gold in it with your $341 million? I'm not going to boo him. That's my personal choice. I, I think it's stupid. But there are fans who will do it. And for you to ridicule them... When you are seven and a half games out after you were in first place for three months, fans are just fed up. So go win. Yep. This is how you yep. change it. I want them to all go win. We could all thumbs down together, and we can make this a fun thing in the month of September. It's not out of the realm that they could still make the playoffs. So at least go for it. Make that final weekend in Atlanta matter. If you miss out then, at least you say you tried. The Sandy Alderson released a statement, and as we were recording, Figgy, Steve Cohen is trying to snarky his way through this. He has tweeted out, I miss the days when the biggest controversy was the black jerseys. (laughs) So, hey, Uncle Stevie, uh, you got some firings to do. It starts with Sandy Alderson up top. It starts with Luis Rojas managing, who has held this team zero accountability and said, oh, Javi's a good kid. This is a lesson for him. Listen, he's not a rookie. He's been in the league for six, seven years. He won a World Series in Chicago, and I'll tell you why Cubs fans aren't booing. They had their World Series 2016. They had a a long-ass wait. Well, listen, we're getting impatient here. 86, 96, we're getting to the point where you got to really start doing math on the last time they won. It's been, it'll be 36 years next year. That's a lot of time. I mean, that's past halfway to your AARP card since the Mets have won a World Series. It's getting long and people are just nuts and impatient and having COVID and being locked down and missing a year of games didn't help the case. Sandy Alderson in a post-game press conference today, Javi Baez states, Thumbs down gesture during the game was a message to fans who recently booed him and other players for performance. These comments and any gestures by him or other players of similar intent are totally unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Mets fans are understandably frustrated over the team's recent performance. The players in the organization are, are equally frustrated, but fans of City Field have every right to express their own disappointment. Booing is every fan's right. The Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is unprofessional in its meaning or is directed in a negative way towards a fan. I will be meeting with our players and staff to convey this message directly. Mets fans are loyal, passionate, knowledgeable, and more than willing to express themselves. We love them for every one of these qualities. You know what that reeks of figgy? We're trying to sell some tickets for September in a race that might not be happening. And I got to back this up and I might be fired in a month. So let me say something that fans yeah, are no, appreciate. It, it's too. damage control, big time damage control. And they had to put out a statement fast. He's trying to be on the front line of this wildfire. I just don't get how it spread so big, so grand. And it, I, I mean, I do because they asked him about the gesture. And instead of him, you know, thinking on his feet a little bit more and saying it's just something between me and the guys. No, everybody wants an in. Reality TV has us feeling like we are privy to every single bit of information that's out there. It's a shame because there is no privacy. You know what I wish he would have said? Uh, I was asking, how was the raccoon doing? Oh, the raccoon's dead. Uh, raccoon died. You know, thumbs down. The raccoon's no longer living. Uh, that, remember we, Days of the Raccoon story? We're looking at that now. And we're thinking, Another chapter we almost forgot about. In this it, 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 of course. That's what you're hoping for. You're hoping that these things go through a news cycle, and then that's it. Uh, you know, I get a chance to talk to Puma later about it, and that's my biggest concern is how long are we going to have to hear about this one now? Because once that one's over, we had between the owner tweeting – and now you got Sandy's message. You got Bias with the thumbs down. You got, you know, DeGrom making progress. You got Syndergaard getting shut down with COVID. It's just never a dull moment in Mets land, right? 
Now look across the way in the Bronx. It's always sunny in the Bronx. And I don't understand. They did the same thing. What they did was they had the thumbs down and they ran with it and everybody just let it be. There was no no fighting about it. Of Come course. Come on, Figgy. That's different. How? It's so different. How? This is a fan that put his thumbs down. It was an old Jewish guy in suspenders who gave me a business card once at City Field. He gave me a card. He said, I'm thumbs down guy. Email me for your bar mitzvah. That's different than a guy calling out fans. That's different. Come on. It wasn't just that one fan, Jake. You're making it seem like it was one game and that was it. And that, they, they let it die out. It wasn't. They went on for a while. It was their rally cry because of that thumbs down whole thing. So much so, they sold t-shirts at Models. Thumbs down t-shirts. Todd Frazier's in one. Go Google it. He's in a That was fun. The Yankees were winning. The Mets are losing. We're losers. That's my point. They were just winning. They just won two games in a row. So why not try to make this a fun thing? Why not try and push it to the next level and find a way to spin it that way? The Yankees found a way to do it, but the Mets never can. Mets never can. It becomes this is now going to be the talk of town until Tuesday when they're going to be asked about it again. And each one of these players are going to be forced to sit in front of microphones and answer. What do you think about the fans? What do you think about, you know, being booed? And each one of them is going to have a different way of trying to deal with it. Michael Conforto, love to hear his opinion about being booed. Pete Alonso. It's war. Oh, uh, McNeil with now. what McNeil's it's been going war. through all year long. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I thought we were on the same side. I thought all we wanted was the team to win. If we're, if we're on the same team and we're brothers in this whole thing, you know what? We had an argument, a little bit of bad blood. Javi may have smacked my little brother. You know, Javi smacks his brother in the face. Doesn't mean he hates him. Doesn't mean he wants him to go away. But it means, you know what? Right now you pissed me off. So I felt like I should say something. He said it. Boom. Should be done. End of story. And when he leaves at the end or if he does come back, This is going to be something that lingers. And can you have two guys on a team for the next five to eight to 10 years on the same team that have already gone once very early in their careers and asked for the the fans to, you know, dial it down? Stop booing me so much. I don't know, man. It's, it takes a special breed. It takes a special breed to be a, a Met. There's a better chance I eat a salad in the next month than Javi Baez returning at this point. And if you know me, you know I don't touch salads. I don't touch celery. So I may convert to salad um, because I'd be shocked now if he comes back. And listen, clean house. That's, that's, all, that's all it is. You, want, you might want to laugh. These guys are gone. Sandy's got to go. Enough of his act. Cohen wants to do the shtick and the tweet and the funny thing, he tries to be funny. Go be serious and fire these guys and get Theo Epstein in here. Get a manager in here. Change your approaches. Every get you know, make some major moves. You didn't sign Real Mudo. You didn't sign Springer. You went with Lindor, who can't deal with getting booed and is part of the thumbs down. And Pilar is part of it. You know, and a lot of other players didn't join in because they didn't want to be asked that question, probably from the media after game. Oh, why, hey, Pete Alonso? Why were you doing the thumbs down? If Pete Alonso said what, uh. Bias said, oh, my goodness, I, I'd be looking out of my roof in a story and there'd be fires and <laughs> there'd be angry people revolting. Yeah, man, so, it's, it's, it, it's, it should be a little thing that kind of just goes away, but it won't. It never does. It's it's depressing. Well, the Mets, in other news, uh, the Mets are seven and a half games out. Uh, you were there today. You got some uh, TV FaceTime. You got a... a uh, uh, a Jake Brown special, getting your face. Didn't wear the shirt. You had a nice little polo on. I think you're reaching the level, though, that you might you might need a haircut, Figgy. It might be time. That thing is growing long. Uh, I know it gets some compliments. You know, you want to rip my bucket hat. Oof. A couple of people said. A couple of people said they agree with Oof. me that the bucket hat's good. 
But it might be time to cut the hair for the TV FaceTime thing. Nope, I'm all good with it. Like I said, if I if I have a uh, a regular job that needs a certain look, then so be it. But for right now, the curls are here to stay. So the high humidity days that we were on on Wednesday and Thursday were not fair for anybody. Even you with no hair, you were a disaster with that bu- that bucket. You should have turned that bucket head upside down to collect all the sweat that was coming off your head. It was miserable. You know that it was miserable. So I I don't I don't fault those uh two days of of the hair not being at its finest so i'm not worried about it we'll figure it Send out some sweat to uh alaska or don't thumbs down my hair bro don't thumb down my hair That's thumbs right. down to the hair <laughs> thumbs down to javi but you know what javi buys do shut these you know shut these booze up go out have an amazing oh, september do, do and go to the playoffs yep. how about the what did the mets win the what is this the rallying cry i'm salivating at the thought of it but there's just no chance it's happening oh okay let me jake jake you don't really think that something like that can happen let me introduce you to a little stupid song and tell me what you think about it baby shark where the nationals go with that it was their rally cry and it was and it was a guy who wasn't even an integral player para what did what happened it loosened everybody up won a world series it lightened everything up and not saying that the song won the world series but it loosened everybody up and it was their rally cry every time somebody got on they started doing the baby shark so there is a thing to it the rally cry was misguided i understand it if they kept it in house and it was just a thumbs down or whatever they wanted to do thumbs down to you know whatever because bias came out of his face and said the wrong thing and challenged a fan base you're never going to win because even if those 40,000 that saw you hit the bomb were all of a sudden in your corner and said, yeah, man, it was amazing what he did there. The next 40,000 are going to be like, we heard what you said. We're going to show you how loud we can boo. And what are you going to be able to do? Stop them, drown them out, tell them to please stop, get Steve Cohen on the loudspeaker. Uh, Guys, can you not boo my players? That's not going to happen anymore, but it's a big, big, as you said before, as a can of worms that you open up now, and, and it's going to be really hard to, to turn it off. Imagine when he's a player playing for another team coming back here. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Don't go to your local pizza shop. Don't you're, go to Amore after the game. You might see, you might see one of us. Uh, you're going to hear. <laughs> just think about the booze. If, if he doesn't sign back, and you're talking about ideal world, right? They, they go on this rally, and they freaking make a comeback, and they play the Braves the last three games, and just like in the movies, you know, sliding into home plate, they win the game. Ah, everybody's happy. They win the World Series. And you can talk about this moment as a rally cry. They sign Baez back and he stays. Yes. But when if it none of that happens and Baez goes somewhere else, you will be able to in New Jersey hear when he comes up to bat. That's how loud it's going Here's, to be. I, say the Mets get I want them to get back in this week. And then maybe that September 11th weekend at City Field, we get a here's what City Field chants. The Mets are back in it. It's thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> Thumbs hey, up. we and can turn, it, turn around. Then, it around. And then everybody does this. What, is this a bad gesture? Is this not acceptable? Who says? Who says thumbs up? Is it the gesture that they go to now? If the fans do it back, the fans do it back. Hey, Arthur Fonzarelli, we salute you. This is what I'm talking about. I think it can be a rally cry, and that's how they should turn this thing around. Everybody does it together. We'll see what what happens. I, I, I'm not really sure, but September 10th, though, you know, we're doing our uh, our live programming out of September catch. 10th. We will be catch Astoria. It'll be. 9-11 price to get in and 
give ten dollars, and if you ask for eighty nine cents, we're going to throw you out. <laughs> we're we're going to say go to hell. Um, no eighty nine cents for you, but basically ten dollars. Get in. It's going to be a big crowd there. Nine eleven fundraiser. We'll talk more about it on Thursday, but put it on your calendars. If you're not going to Mets Yankees game, if you are, come after the game party. By then, I mean we might be on another planet, but uh, come, come before the game. Uh, six p.m. I think we'll probably start the podcast around yep. six because five p.m. people are getting out of work. We got to give them time to get to catch, but 6 p.m. Catch a story live podcast. Hopefully by then the Mets are back in it. Our thumbs are up. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Ebert and Roper. Uh, let's hope they turn around. The Mets will face the Marlins for four coming up Tuesday. Doubleheader. First game, nine innings. Second game, seven innings. And then the Nationals for five. The Braves will have the Dodgers this week in L.A. Monday to Wednesday and the Reds Monday through Wednesday against the Cardinals. So, you know, a big week for the Mets. They could get within potentially, you know, seven and a half, six and a half, five, maybe within four and a half if they were lucky if the Dodgers take care of business. But uh, the drama never is escapes Javi Baez shut up bro just <laughs> shut up that's all I gotta say and that's coming from someone who does not boo his guys and stop booing Let, you know let's try and cheer this team on in the final month we're always there cheering Donovan Mitchell was there with us cheering Thursday great guy and a Mets fan mm-hmm. his whole life it is interesting to see you know people come around and kids look like kids in the candy store when they go up to the suite and take a selfie with him that's how that's the feeling you get right figgy when people come up you get you get bombarded at City Field on Sunday right uh, no it's not, it's not a bombarding type element to it I get recognized and I get the chance to say hi to people some people have wondered where I've been they haven't seen me on and you know what i love this is, these are the fans that i love i love the fans that say i watch sny every night i love watching you you're like i haven't been on in years <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on in two years i never miss a show i get those all the time and do I you just say that them. how do you respond when they you say know, that? I, I say no i say thank you i appreciate it you know i appreciate the support thank you so much and then i just start laughing it's, it's just like so mookie wilson was there with me today name drop uh mookie wilson was there with me today and uh we were talking and he says this all the time it never it doesn't fail wherever he goes there's somebody that will tell him i was sitting in in the stands at game six uh when you know when the hit went through buckner's legs and you could feel the whole stadium shake and they say it and mookie always says he's met about 2.3 million people who were at that game that day even though shea stadium only held about seventy-two thousand. Well, fifty-six thousand actually. Uh, yeah, every everybody, everybody and their mother went to that. I think game he said that. that on our show. I believe that was yeah. our first episode in March. Go back and listen to Mookie Wilson. Mike Puma is going to join us in a bit. But coming up next, we'll play your voicemails on the Javi Baez matter. Let's hear from you, the listeners. Next, and amazing but true. You've got mail. All right, we head to the voicemails, amazing but true pod at gmail.com. If you hate the sound of your voice, if you love the sound of your voice or you could tolerate it, call us at 845-391-3660. What do we got, Brian? You've got mail. As usual, I think this thumbs down stuff is the dumbest possible thing we could be focused on right now when we've flipped out of first place and are sinking fast. Yeah, and I, I think that's what makes this more frustrating, Figgy, is that like you're trying to believe in this pennant race and some kind of magical comeback, and now we have this saga over our heads. Where's the TJ Rivera rally dildo when you need it to bring the spirit back up in the locker room? Yes, it's been a I while. Got it in. It's I, been a while. I, it's been a good 12 episodes since I, or maybe eight episodes since I brought it up. So uh, TJ, that's like chicken parm for Jimmy in Minnesota. The TJ Rivera rally dildo 
and uh, Jake trying too hard to be funny, which you sat with him today. Mark Beck, right? Yeah, Mark, yeah, Beck, Mark. Mark, Mark Beck. That's him. Bruce Beck's brother. Bruce Beck. uh, <laughs> Mark, you met him, and, and he's now a fan of the show. So after thinking I tried too hard to be funny, which he's accurate, I do sometimes, uh, we are now both have met a new fan of the show, Mark Beck. Shout out, Mark. Yeah, no, she's absolutely right. And, and again, it's we can't have nice things. How many times have we have to say this? We can't have nice things. Every time, even during while we were winning, we couldn't have nice things because they would break. Every time we got another player, somebody else would break. Every Go down the list of all the players who have been in a Met uniforms, everything that this team was doing with patchwork just to stay afloat and did it for 90 games. It's just hard to sit here now and go, we've got all the guys we want in uniform, including a Javi Baez, who's a borderline superstar game. The guy's defensively phenomenal. We've seen some of that. We, you know, he, he hits these hellacious home runs. We've seen some of that. Takes a huge swing and has zero approach with two strikes. We've seen a lot of that. Um, and you're looking for this team to, man, if they can just have half the lineup every night, finding a way to get some hits, it would be a different story than uh, being seven and a half out, even though you've won your first series in a long, long time. It has to be better all the way around. There's nothing more true than no one cares how you get it done, just get it done, right? No one's going to say, oh, they didn't hit enough home runs. They may, they won all these games, but they didn't hit enough home runs. No one cares about that. You heard it here first in the Amazing But True podcast, your moms, your sisters, your brothers, your grandmas, your dog's favorite Mets podcast. One. Thumbs up, cheers. We're going we're gonna to do thumbs up and thumbs up, cheers. Two, lower alcohol prices. That will get people through the month of September. Can we stop charging $16 for a little blue moon? Make it eight. That'll stop the booze. Just get them drunker. I might get, get it worse. We've seen fights break out of minor league games. Because of that. Uh -huh. Brian, what other voicemail do we got? I believe that was Chelsea in Floral Park. Thanks to Chelsea for calling in. Let's see what else we got. You've got mail. Hi, this is Tatiana from Long Island. I feel like at the end of the day, when you have an entire team that isn't performing well offensively, you can't blame an individual player for not being happy with the way that the fans are treating them. I understand why Baez and Lindor are doing the things that they're doing because New York fans haven't been the kindest to them right away. So it makes sense, even though they have big contracts that they're fulfilling, it's understandable that they are also people. So, yeah. All right, Tatiana going with the uh, the therapist side of things. Shout out to Tatiana. You know, she's got a point. You know, these are humans, and obviously, you know, you get booed or you get a tweet when you're on SMY, like, oh, you screwed up that segment. Or me, I, you, you get a rating. Jake's annoying, you know, always mentioning chicken parm. You know, there's things you, you rip me. You rip someone. You have We are emotional, and we get frustrated. So that part, I, she's right on that these are human beings. And I know the rebuttal from fans will be like, he's making 30, 25 million a year, but you know, th they still do have emotions. The worst. Yeah. And, and I think that always gets left out of the equation. You know, I, I said it all the time, Jacob DeGrom with all the success that he's having, you know, he wasn't having the wins that he should have. He wasn't getting the run support that he should have. And that's with his own team. Should he be frustrated with his own team? Should he take it out and lash out on his own team? No, obviously. He knows that they're, you know, giving their best effort. But when it comes to the fans, I mean, not that it's misguided, but I feel like it's just over the top. Like it should be something that really takes you there to boo. Like we saw the Yankees, they make the playoffs, right? And they win a hundred almost 100 games every year. They make the playoffs. 
And as soon as they are about to be ousted, that's when the Yankee fans just go all in on the booing from the seventh inning on. Every player that comes up, boo, you didn't get the job done. You didn't get the job done. Because that's what matters at the end of the day. Who won the World Series and who didn't? Nobody cares who that the Mets were in first place for 90 games during the season. Look where they're at now. So you can understand the frustration. You can understand all those things. But at the same time, man, if you were in their shoes, think about how frustrating you how frustrated you, you must be if you're a Francisco Lindor, if you're a Bison, if you're a Michael Conforto, where you love playing for the Mets. The Mets fans, for the most part, have loved you, and you haven't been able to hit your weight all year long, and you're going to be a free agent. You are uh, someone who can control your own destiny and, and you're not getting it done. That level of frustration is maddening. You don't sleep at night. You don't eat. You, 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 you constantly replay over and over. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And there's no way out of it. It's magnified because everyone is watching. So Tatiana, yes, you are right. These guys are humans and you know there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide when you're having a bad moment, when you're having a bad game, where you you're not coming through in the clutch. There's nowhere to hide. And so you have to kind of continually wear it. So thick skin is one thing. You need a suit of armor, man. You need a suit of armor because it, it, there's no other way to do this thing. Uh, and you're not going to beat the fan base. One on 10 million. It's not going to happen. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. This is Mets Therapy with Dr. Sue Johansson the Oxygen Channel. <laughs> Don't boo. If you're going to boo, stay home or let it out on Twitter. But if you are going to boo, the players, you know, we're here for you. We support you. We put me. You would think I'd be more mad considering I've been a 45. I've lost count of how many games. The amount I've dropped on Ubers, food, drink, it's absurd. I mean, people think I, I need medical attention, and I do. And not just for my high cholesterol, triglycerides, and BMI. I mean, it goes beyond that. You're still living off it that. It goes beyond the Stop health it. You're still living off that bar mitzvah. You're still living off that bar mitzvah money. Stop it. No, my mom told you on uh, you could go back and listen that I spent it all in one day. It was gone. <laughs> it was gone by the end of high school. Morde Mr. Mordecai became uh, Mr. Poor Shlomo uh, on, the, on the streets of uh, Brooklyn. Uh, coming up next on Amazing But True, and thanks to Tatiana and Chelsea for your voicemails. Coming up next, Mike Puma will weigh in as he was in that Zoom session when Javi Baez said it. And by the way, I, I forgot to say on this, it was funny that it made it like, it's almost like he said something so crazy and had his adorable son in his lap. And it's almost like when he said it and his son looked up at him, his son was saying to him, you're going to be on the poop list after this. <laughs> his son knew. He looked up after he said it. He's like, uh, Daddy, Ooh. not the best timing. You're in trouble. Ooh. Daddy, you're going to timeout. Uh, so a little role reversal. The son's uh, putting Dad in timeout and not the other way around. Yep. Mike Puma, New York Post writer, is going to join us next on Amazing But True. Joining us now on Amazing But True is Mets beat writer for The Post, Mike Puma. Follow him on Twitter at NYPost underscore Mets. Read stories in The Post and NYPost.com. Puma, I mean, here you go. You go into the post game. The Mets celebrating a first series win uh, in years, it feels like. Everything's good and grand. They gain a game in the wild card. And then Javi Baez decided to speak and didn't say many good things about Mets fans. And your tweet was... 
Javi Baez on the thumbs down sign. Mets players have been flashing the crowd after big hits to let the fans know when we don't get success, we're going to get booed. So they're going to get booed when we have success. Just give us your overall thoughts when you heard that. I assume you heard it and immediately thought this is going to be a major headline in Mets land on Monday morning. Yeah, I, I thought the story was honestly going to be the game today. You know, Mets win two in a row, uh, get a <laughs> terrific offensive performance, uh, got the Marlins coming in. And Baez is asked about, you know, the signs uh, that the team's been making on uh, on the base pass with the with the thumbs down. And I got to say, his comment was kind of jaw dropping. I was just like, wow, I don't know that he uh, understands the market that he's playing in. You know, he he, play, he played in Chicago for several years and, you know, Chicago can be a tough town, but it's Cubs fans. I guess they're happy to go to Wrigley Field and have a few beers in the bleachers or whatever. But, you know, these, these kind of comments don't play in New York. And I, I I was absolutely stunned at what he said. It's it's hard to just try and put into words where you know you have just a few seconds to give an answer, and the first thing that comes to your mind is that answer. It's it's almost like you were waiting for somebody to ask you. You really want to know why? Because this has been going on for a while now, and we kind of just got wind of it. I don't know how we've missed it, but since August sixth, they've been doing this, and they started doing it on the road. So it wasn't that they were thumbing down home fans on the road in Philadelphia. So if it started as something that the team was doing to kind of, you know, hype each other up or whatever it was, you know, taking the booze on the road with them and doing it to each other, fine. You kind of do whatever you got to do to, to, to band together, you know, especially when you're not playing great baseball and you're trying to find little things to, I guess, motivate yourselves. But to finally let it out, and he went with that part of it, I think that's the kiss of death for an athlete, and especially with a fan base like New York, when you're a free agent, I'm not really sure that he's looking to um, make a permanent address change here to New York anytime soon. Yeah, this, this certainly isn't going to endear him to uh, the front office. And Sandy Alderson, uh, within a few hours, came out with a uh, stern rebuke in a statement saying that that, that it's not going to be tolerated. And uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't want to you don't want to tick off your fans like that. People pay good money to come to the ballpark. If they boo, they boo. I mean, and, and that, you know, Alderson conveyed that message in the statement, but it, it's just uh, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around. It. I just, you know, that, that, OK, it's one thing, I guess, if you're doing it and it becomes an inside joke, but to, to make it public and say this is what we're doing. Not a good idea. Puma, here's a, a big problem, too, is Lindor is here for a decade, and he's one of the guys doing this. Don't you see that as a problem for a guy who's got $341 million and 10 more years here in Queens? Yeah, and the, the only way the only way to, to put this behind him, go out and put up. That's it. Go out and put up. Yeah, w- without a doubt, the Lindor thing to me is much more troubling, right? Because he has already asked the fans, literally asked the fans, to please stop booing him. It's come up at, at random times and, you know, press conferences and interviews. He just drops in there. You know, the booing sucks. You know, you could be talking about, you could say, nice hey, nice day, huh, huh Francisco? <laughs> Boy, the booing sucks. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just comes up at the weirdest times, it seems. Sandy Alderson's statement, Puma, was it the right thing to do? Was that something Luis Roja should have done? Should it have been done internally? Because it seems like that made it even more Metsy to release the statement that the Mets Twitter account tweets out there and uh, add some more fuel to the fire. No, I, I think I think Sandy did the right thing, nipping it at the bud right away. Because let's face it, tomorrow's an off day, and uh, guys like me have stories to write. And you know, Sandy probably didn't want to deal with the. Uh, 
dozens of phone calls tomorrow, and and I think he he just said let's let's go out and uh, because from a PR standpoint, you have to do this. You can't let this linger, let it fester. I would have liked to seen Luis Rojas say something a little more direct in the post game. He he seemed blindsided by it. I I think he was being honest. He he didn't seem to understand kind of what was going on with with, with these hand signals and everything. But yeah, I, w- I would have liked to seen him just say something a, a little more stern post game. And I you know he's a player's manager. He's not going to throw his guys under the bus. But at the same time, there's a line you can walk there. I'll hold someone accountable. That's what you got to do. I mean, thing I know you're you, the manager has not held anyone accountable all season long. Everything's been rose colored glasses for being terrible this last month. I don't know if it's thinking instead of oh we battled. I've heard the word battled enough. Battleship, battle, battle. It's Mickey Callaway all over again. You got to clean house. Oh and my god! Now, guy, now you want to burn it all down? Listen, I, I, I think there's I think there are going to be some significant changes in the off season. Uh, now you know burn it down I, I don't know if, if it'll be burned down but i think there's going to be significant changes uh, one my question is uh, so you think sandy tries to kind of do damage control right away right put out a statement say it's not going to be tolerated hand gestures are hand gestures especially directed towards the fans if you know what i mean that's the difference right if you're doing it towards the dugout hey look at me i'm over here i did the same thing that you guys want to do that's different but hand gestures in general because again he chose one of the digits, he could have chose a different digit. Then it would have been a totally different kind of story, <laughs> right? Because that would have been a direct correlation. Right, that would have been a direct correlation of, you know what I really feel? Here you go. And that would have been totally different. It's been done before. It's happened in Major League Baseball. And we've seen it happen. He chose the thumbs down. No problem. Okay, he, Sandy puts out the statement. Okay, this dumpster fire, is it out yet, Puma? Or are you going in there on Tuesday and are you going to be the one to ask the first question of what you think about this? Well, to be honest with you, I'm off until Friday. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. We're in a pennant race. You're off? What, what is this timing? <laughs> it's a pennant race, all right. Uh, no, I, I think, but I think that question has to be asked right off the top of guys on Tuesday, you know, uh, now of the month of August for Puma was terrible. He's like, let me take the first week of September off. Go <laughs> get my bearings, get my bearings back. <laughs> so who's asking it? Greg Joyce. Who's replacing Greg Joyce or uh, Zach Braziller? I'm, I'm not oh, sure. I, gotta look. I haven't looked at the schedule. Who's on the next uh, couple of days. I'm smart. There's a double header Tuesday. I don't want to be part of the double header. No, it's that's that's the worrisome thing about it all for me is, is always it does it die I out. Think, you know, I think I think there will be the one day afterward where Tuesday there'll be some questions about it, and then I think it goes away after that. Well, here's how you turn it around. You know, you go in, and then the whole crowd joins in, and everyone does the thumbs down. That would make it fun. You know, you go for a sweep and beat the Marlins. The Braves get swept by the Dodgers. Maybe the Mets are within four or five. And the Mets have gone through their phases. We had the Donnie Stevenson phase. We had the uh, Homer Horse phase. Uh, you know, we've had we've had quite a few things here. My thing is the veteran presence. If there was a veteran presence in this clubhouse, would this have happened? And I was thinking about that driving home tonight. About you know, if David Wright is here, is this happening? If a Jay Bruce kind of guy is here, is this? I'm I'm just one. You know. To some degree, the team has rallied around Lindor, you know, and I, that's fine. But in this case, Lindor is one of the guys kind of putting out this message. So let's be honest, Lindor isn't even, what's he, you know, he's 28 years old, whatever he is. He's been around a few years, but it, he's not quite that veteran, veteran presence that, that we've seen in, in that clubhouse in past years. So that, that that's 
kind of something, you know, I, I know we talk about guys taking on the role, whether, you know, Michael Conforto and, and Conforto's kind of taking on that role as the team's spokesman, you know, when things are going good or bad. I think in the media, we look to him to kind of take the team temperature, but I don't know if he's that galvanizing force in the clubhouse, kind of kind of that leader that we've seen in the past with with uh, David Wright. I would argue that Pete Alonso's been that guy and he's even younger. He's 26 and been yeah. around for two and a half years. I mean, he's been this spokesman kind of guy, Rob everything's gonna be fun you know fun these last couple of weeks we're gonna be in the race and he's 26 and has been here for two full seasons about. i just i just don't know if he's the guy that other players follow you know and, and pete pete says a lot of things and you know agree with him or disagree with him i just don't know if if guys are kind of lining up behind him when bias says that are you looking at Dacomo and healy and all and disha and are you guys like laughing like do you do, are you like there's our story like what's the communication like in the, in the I, press I, 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 no i just think the the, the phrase i used was before was jaw dropping i was just like you're, you're just like are you and are you really hearing this and is he really is he really saying what you think he's saying and you know and now you play the tape back a couple times just to make sure <laughs> that he's saying what he thought he was saying and it's you know you, you don't hear this stuff come out very often it's something every five or ten years where you get something like this where you're just kind of stunned <laughs> <laughs> never a never a normal day in Metsland. Here I am excited we won a series and then this all happens. Mike Puma, follow him on Twitter at NYPost underscore Mets. Go get his book, If These Walls Could Talk, New York Mets. If these walls could talk, uh, they'd have a lot to say, and they'd be using some profanities yeah, right now. There'd be some curse words in there, yeah. Sure. Yeah, there'd be a lot of bleeps on the Amazing But True podcast. Puma, good to catch up with you. All right, guys. Good talking to you. That says a river derche to episode 82. All kinds of languages of Amazing But True, our Mets podcast from the New York Post. Oh, my God. That gets two thumbs down. But anyway, thanks to you, Jake and Brian Munguia, for producing the show. Give Amazing But True a five-star rating and write a nice review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Or Nelson Figueroa and his Italian Academy. I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back on Thursday following the first Three games of the Mets series against the Marlins. I'll see you at City. Two thumbs up. Let's go, Mets.